0: This
1: was a vision. I'm telling you, these people are Satanists. As I sit here, they are Satanists. Look, the world is full of these kind of things. Black masses, mutilations, mutilations. The incubus, the succubus. I'm telling you, we gotta go down to the religious supply store. We gotta get ourselves a couple of gallons of holy water. My cousin Jerry's a priest. He can get us a deal.
2: Do you want him to take your family, kidnap them, tear their
1: livers out, and make some kind of satanic pate? Hey,
2: once they get in here...
3: It's over, pal.
1: Trigger warning. This podcast may include explicit content that will take you out of your comfort zone and make you question reality. Listener's discretion is advised.
0: Mirror, mirror on the wall. Who's the fairest of them all? Cosmic Beach Podcast. (laughs) Just kidding. What's up, everyone? Today, Ryan Dean joins me from Dangerous World Podcast to explore the strange phenomenon with mirrors. Think about it. We have them in our homes, in our cars, and even in our hands every fucking day. Phones, computers, etc. Is there something more than just our reflection looking back at us? I hope that we answer that question for you in this episode. Should I insert a Mulan moment? Anyways, anyways, to check out more of Ryan Dean's work on the Dangerous World podcast, check out the show notes. I've included the uh, link to the podcast. I have a few new merch items in the shop, a bomber jacket and another cool looking jacket, uh, beanie and dad cap, as they call it. So uh, if you're feeling froggy, go and check out the Cosmic Shop and, um, the youtube channel of course i hope you enjoy this episode it's a killer for real Uh, let's jump right into the episode here we go all right everybody you know what it is you're listening to the cosmic peach podcast and we have returning champ, Ryan Dean from the Dangerous World Podcast. Y'all love him so much. And <laughs> every episode we do together is fire, and I'm hoping to bring the fire once more. Ryan, how are you?
1: I'm doing great, Julia. Thanks for having me back on, and uh, I'm glad that I have champ status here. That's pretty yes, cool. Yes,
0: of course. Yeah. Yeah. You're (laughs) definitely one of the fan faves and a lot of my listeners actually found me on Dangerous World Podcast. So home away from home, everybody. Here he is, Brian Dean.
1: (laughs) No, no. Yeah, that's awesome. I I always am like super surprised when that happens, when you get like people from an audience moving over. It makes me feel like, you know, we're doing something right over here with the show. So I appreciate hearing that from you.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I appreciate you too, because you came on my show when I first started and I had 20 listeners and it's no different now that my show is a lot bigger, but I really fuck with you because you're not that person who will say you only have X many followers or subscribers or listeners. So therefore I can't fuck with you or be on your show. And you were never like that.
3: So I really appreciate it
1: i try to be i got ghosted by some bigger shows when i was uh starting off like uh i'll name a few of them here if i can think of them off the top of my head (laughs)
2: yeah i like
1: throwing shade at some of these people uh what's that, that greg carlwood totally ghosted me um that's really the only one that comes to mind you know shows like grimerica i mean dude those guys got right back to me man graham from grimerica is such a good dude such a humble guy um he's one of the first big shows that popped on my show and then also uh the confessionals, Tony Merkel over there.
2: Right. I don't,
1: yeah. I don't talk with him much anymore, but he was always just so down to earth and super chill. I think that whole, like kind of falling out thing with Sam Tripoli kind of maybe made me look bad in their eyes or whatever, I don't really care. Right. No. Yeah. I, I, I still like uh, Tony and respect him and everything. So mm-hmm. it's interesting. Yeah. I'll always talk to people unless they're like super unorganized and like make me wait on shit, you know, like it happens.
0: Yeah, <laughs> Yeah. I'm right there with you. I like <laughs> structure. I like a plan, and we do have a plan for tonight, although the listeners don't know yet what it is. We are talking about mirrors and some of the conspiracies around them, and I wanted to first ask you if you think that mirrors in and of themselves have become more popular over time with not only vanity but with our phones and a lot of other reflected like our laptops our computers Mm -hmm. at work our phones everything it's a mirror
2: yeah
1: the black mirror right
0: yeah consider it a a reflection
1: yeah uh man have 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 mirrors become more a part of our lives from like the past i mean because you you see There's an evolution of mirrors, right? Like we had now they're easy to manufacture back in the day. We're talking like, you know, in Egypt and Rome and all these things, they were still using these things. And I know we're going to get into all that stuff, but they're different. Like obsidian mirrors were the things that they were using. And and it seems like the elite always had some method of being able to look at themselves and just admire themselves. They like doing this, right? Like they just Mm -hmm. like. The elite have always been vain. And um, so, yeah, I don't I don't know if they've become more a part of our life, but they're definitely different than they were because we do have computers, Uh, cameras. When you take a picture that is working off of mirrors, that's what makes the image right there. So um, your eye is a weird mirror in a certain type of way. Um, So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's absolutely been a part of human history since. I mean people were were kind of setting up civilization and and things like that, but um,
0: and the Almighty selfie is so ever popular right, right. Now. and when you take a selfie, it's not actually what you look like it's it's a twisted version
1: inverted yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, a, so it is part of the inversion as well,
1: right, and yeah, I don't know about you, but like when I'm doing these kinds of calls. Uh, talking over Zoom, uh, 90% of the time I'm looking at myself instead of uh, who I'm talking with. So I don't know if you're like that, but I think a lot of- I do,
0: only because sometimes I catch myself making a weird face and I'm not trying to make a weird face. I just catch myself in the little thumb Nail, and I'm like, oh, they probably think I'm a prick because my face just looks totally unamused right now, right, so I better right. perk up a little bit. And yeah, I mean, they come in handy, sure, but they are just an inverted image of our own faces, among other things.
1: Absolutely. I mean, let me see if I can actually find quickly here. Um, I have this esoteric dictionary where, or it's really an encyclopedia, I guess they call it and it breaks down all kinds of different occult items if you want to call them that Mm -hmm. but the mirror is is absolutely listed in here and it's uh not a terribly lengthy read if you want me to read through uh what they talk about have you seen have i sent you this file i I posted it on my patreon a while back
0: i don't think you sent me the file but i had asked you about some colors and what they could mean with right cult. and i think you were going to send it to me though so i'd be happy to hear about it whatever it is
1: okay well yeah i'll definitely uh get on that. i'll send it to you as soon as we are done here but um the mirror and i'm trying to get to it here uh oh i'm in the o's it, it's such an incredible thing and I, I recommend anyone out there that wants this encyclopedia just hit me up um do you want me to read through it i mean it's uh maybe a 2 minute read 3 minute read oh
0: yeah absolutely
1: okay so um this encyclopedia lists like all kinds of different like you see like different symbols you know the freemason symbol uh orthodox crosses all kinds of different shit and it lists what these things talk about and just jump in and feel free to interrupt if something speaks to you here as i'm reading along because i cannot see you right now so um When it comes to the mirror here, when it comes to like esoteric ideas and everything, the belief that a reflection can somehow be an actual part of the soul may be a primitive one, but it reaches far into our collective conscious. The mirror is somehow regarded as a mystical gateway into another world. Lewis Carroll plays with this idea to great effect in Through the Looking Glass, which I'm sure you're familiar with. I'm surprised. Have you have you done an episode on this yet?
0: I got some information I want to put on the line for you tonight okay. on the looking glass. Right? Okay,
1: so maybe this is a perfect little foundation. Um, continuing on here, here, the mirror is a window to a parallel universe of opposites, a sort of negative image of reality. The mirror is used as a magical object, again, in the fairy tale Snow White, which obviously everyone knows that one, uh, where the mirror of the evil queen has a spirit of its own, and can see what is going on elsewhere in the world the mirror can tell the queen who is the fairest in the land like the mirror in this fairy tale the mirror always reflects the impartial truth uh and is so symbolic of honesty and purity the buddhist mirror of dharma reveals that causes of past actions so here the mirror symbolizes not only truth but also enlightenment for tibetan buddhists the wisdom of the great mirror teaches a secret similar to uh, that of Plato's cave of shadows that things reflected in the mirror are just another aspect of the void in Japanese mythology, the mirror that belongs to the goddess Ama- Amaratasu, Sorry mm-hmm. if I'm butchering her name uh, draws light from the darkness of a cavern and beams that light back into the world. The ancient Celts believed too, that the mirror could capture souls um, and their women were buried with a mirror to keep the soul safe. Mirrors uh, appear repeatedly in myths and legends from all over the world. A broken mirror is a symbol of doom, the archetypal bad omen, and popular superstition, uh, superstitious belief says that a person breaking the glass will suffer seven years' bad luck. Although there are certain unusual measures uh, that can be taken, to minimize this. I don't know if you're familiar with the ritual, if you do break a mirror, what you're supposed to do.
0: Don't touch a shard of the glass.
1: Well, so I heard that you're supposed to wrap it in a cloth. You're, you're supposed to leave it broken for a little while. And then you're, uh, I don't know exactly how long. Anyone that's concerned about this could look it up. But then you go out, you wrap it in like a cloth and you bury it.
0: Okay. Because I just had my cousin Brian on and he was telling me a story that ended up being true about a woman who broke a mirror and she was very skeptical minded. And her friend said, Don't touch a shard
2: <laughs> of that
0: mirror, and you will have seven hours of bad luck. If seven hours. Leave- yes. If you leave the glass untouched, you'll have seven hours of bad luck. But if you touch a shard of that glass, you will have seven years of bad luck so she didn't touch it a bunch of crazy stuff happened to her within that day she didn't touch a shard of the glass though okay. and it turned out to be a true story but at the end it was if you don't touch it for seven hours you'll have bad luck if you do touch it it's seven years so hmm. i don't know in <laughs> these of course there's speculation because I've never broken a mirror and then touched it and saw if the next seven years of my life were shitty or not. Right, right. But I think that there are a lot of true statements with mirrors. One of them being that I do think it's a gateway to the abyss or um, you can peer into the other side through mirrors. Mm. Is that the whole... A uh, little definition or article?
1: Form? No, not yet. I can wrap oh, it up ahead. really quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, if, go if ahead.
0: Take it. your time.
1: So uh, a black bowl filled with water makes a reflective surface, right? And we're going to get into that too with reflective pools and all these and monuments. The water is associated with the moon, okay? Itself a mirror of the sun. The moon's a mirror of the sun. And for those with the talent to move outside the confines of linear time, this scrying bowl provides a magical mirror that can be used as a divinatory tool. The use of reflective surfaces is one of the most ancient forms of divination. Pythagoras had a magical mirror, which he placed in moonlight in order to quote charge with mm-hmm. lunar occult powers. And yeah, that, that death mirror is wild. I have some stuff on that too. Um, he then used the mirror to divine the future and reflective. Uh, I'm sorry. The reflective surface of the witch ball Hanging in a window wards off evil spirits by reflecting their malevolence right back to them. In this sense, it has a similar use to the hexagonal mirror used by practitioners of feng shui. Uh, This mirror is fixed above a doorway of a home. The eight sides of the frame repelling bad influence from all directions. A Protective symbol, which is interesting, not having anything to do with this topic, but the octagonal mirror, I guess it's a hexagonal mirror in this case. But um, it just reminds me for some reason of like the octagon in the UFC. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know why. I know that the hexagon is is much different. It's obviously six versus eight, and there's a lot of you know that's where supposedly hexes come from in the black cube, Star David, Seal of Solomon, all that shit. Um, last little bit here. There's a primitive idea among some people that a photograph somehow captures part of their soul. Effectively, a photograph is a reflection created by the mirror re- reflexes inside the camera. If the mirror reflects the soul, then the well-polished mirror is symbolic of the purity of the soul, as well as of knowledge, consciousness, and self-awareness. The eye itself is a reflective surface, is called the mirror of the soul, and is believed to be able to convey what is hidden inside the conscience of its owner. And then the very last part, it repeats what it said about the Celts. Uh, burying their women with a mirror, which I feel is very significant. It's strange Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. to bury somebody with a mirror, and then it goes on to talk about Bram Stoker's Dracula, um, where you know, you you know, fucking vampires or whatever can't be seen in mirrors, so they have
0: something on that,
1: right? So, like I said, I mean, this thing I'll have to send this to you as soon as we're done talking here. It's uh, it's like an 800 page document of just tons of symbols and like all their meanings, so. Um I'll, I'll make sure I send this to you. It's just an incredible source of knowledge and like endless episode ideas, too.
0: Oh right. <laughs> of Crazy. course. Crazy. And to go on what you said about Bram Stoker's Dracula and the reason the vampire even in more recent depictions of vampires if they look into a mirror they don't have a reflection because it's said vampires have no reflection because They don't have souls anymore, Mm
2: -hmm.
0: which is why in Greece they believe that a newborn baby shouldn't see themselves in a mirror, as mirrors can trap the soul. Yeah. And they'll never be freed again. So it's not just Greece, a lot of cultures and countries around the world believe that babies should not see their reflection in a mirror until they're one or two or something like that. And that plays on the vampire thing because you don't want your infant to see their reflection because you don't want their soul to get trapped. The reason vampires don't have a reflection is because they don't have a soul anymore. So that is very interesting to me because Jewish people also cover mirrors when someone dies Yep. So their soul doesn't get trapped. And that's that's still a modern practice.
1: I know the Hindus, too. And, and we we kind of this is what kind of spurred the conversation was. I think we were doing like might have been a Monday Night Master debaters or something where Amit, who I believe is Hindu. He, mm-hmm. He's not if I'm I don't want to put words in his mouth, but I don't think he's like a heavily practicing Hindu. But he said uh, when you were having weird dreams, you made a comment about that. He said, do you have a mirror in your room? And um, it was funny because I had just done this episode back then when he mentioned that and supposedly, uh, you know, having a mirror in your room when you're sleeping can kind of fuck with your dreams.
0: That is really heavy because if it's what I think that it is, if it's a gateway, then while you're sleeping, you do enter another type of consciousness and are you allowing things to come in and out of the mirrors? I don't know.
1: Yeah, it's a weird thought.
0: Well, things stack up to be too much to be a coincidence in some cases, and that's how we make theories. And so if this was something recent, you might say, we're looking too far into it. No pun intended, but we're going (laughs) all the way back into the past ancient cultures, civilizations they also knew this about the mirror.
1: It seems like you, you mentioned the Greeks. You have the Romans, the Magi of Persia, the whole Arabic world, and Egyptians at the very least. We mentioned Celts too. There, It seems like I think it's safe to say every single culture throughout time since mirrors have been a possibility or even the idea of a reflection or going back to Plato's cave, as that thing mentions, a shadow being cast by fire that is a form of a mirror in a weird way in a very very simple way because you can move and your your reflection is being cast onto a rock you're not seeing your face but you're seeing the outline of your body and you're seeing movements now it would be freaky as fuck if you're living back then and you're you know watching your your reflection on a rock and you start seeing it change and and you're, you're you don't recognize your body anymore there's a lot of you know drugs that were used back then uh, psychedelics and and plant-based medicines that were used that could absolutely do that to people and it would fuck with their heads so i mean it's uh it, it there's there's proof that mirrors have some sort of like symbolic significance to every single yeah. culture
0: and um, and sometimes i think we should just take them at their word for it because if you look at ancient egyptian architecture There's a lot going on there. Right. And I do believe that. And I said to you before we started recording that these obelisk building motherfuckers were tapped into some shit that we are just recognizing today what it really meant. And when you look at certain monuments, as you were talking about earlier, we see that they are still portraying these ancient beliefs obelisks reflection pools and Capitol dome us- too right yeah, Not i was gonna say you, can you tell us a little bit about what we're looking at in washington
1: yeah yeah so washington that was like the most interesting stuff to me um when it comes to what they're doing if i can find it here um because i also want to talk about that little experiment that that
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh that, and that italian be, um on
0: that will be a good segue into some other research i've done on the mirrors and i want to get to your thoughts.
1: fuck yeah. okay. so um when you look at the washington monument as you mentioned obelisk um you have the capitol building which represents that pregnant belly too, right? i mean so that's the feminine energy and then you have not to be gross or crude or anything, but the obelisk is the phallus. It's the dick, yeah. right? That's what it is. Um, the The harnessing of male and female energy is really powerful to these occultists. I, I'm not going to act like I know why, but it, it seems to be extremely important, which is interesting because they're trying to remove the sexes, right? They're trying to make everything androgynous. There's no man, female, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but you have, when you, if you ever take a picture of it, I remember when I was in middle school, I went to Washington and I was super into photography, went to Washington, D.C., and I took a really cool picture at sunset of the Washington Monument standing on the opposite side of the reflective pool. And you literally see the Washington Monument pointing up to the sky and then you see it pointing down in the water because it's a reflection. So you get as above, so below right there in the Washington Monument, which is obviously made after George Washington. The foundation of this country, you're seeing a lot of satanic symbolism there within that super basically. Um, The Vietnam Memorial as well is a reflective surface. Um, It's like a polished black stone. I'm not sure exactly what the stone is, but you can go up there and you see yourself in this reflection of all these dead people. It's very Mm -hmm. dark. It's a strange thing. I don't know what they're trying to evoke there, but none of these monuments are to remember things in a pure way there's always some reason that they use a certain stone or a certain uh you know shape or whatever now the most interesting one to me and this isn't in washington dc but it is very political and you know it tends to piss some normies off the 9-11 monument that whole false flag that we know as 9-11 you have two black cubes which those stones themselves are reflective. The stones mm-hmm. that they're made out of. I don't know if it's obsidian or what the hell it is. Those stones reflect. And we know all the, the symbolism behind the black cube, but you have some uh, pools around these things and copper plates displaying names of firefighters and victims and police and all this stuff that died during this. So again, kind of copying the Vietnam um, Memorial monument thing um, again, black stone, copper, and water reflecting everything's reflective and there was one thing too this uh again i i tied this in with with my little thing on mirrors here um i don't know if you knew that at the 9-11 monument there's this thing called the survivor tree have you looked into that
0: i haven't looked into it i know that it's there
1: yeah so it's a pear tree it's a calorie pear tree okay Mm -hmm. Now, I thought that was interesting that they made it a point to save this one fucking dumb tree. I mean, I I know the trees, you know, we have a symbiotic relationship with these things, but who gives a fuck about a tree? There was a lot of people that died. I don't know why this calorie pear tree is so important. And it's not the type of pear that you eat. It's some sort of like, uh, I don't even know if it's an edible fruit at all, but it's not the traditional pear, right? With the weird shape. It's a calorie pear tree and the meaning of a pear itself throughout like all this occult shit and i found this in the same encyclopedia that i was reading off of the pear symbolizes being naive or being fooled
0: oh my god so they dude they saved
1: this fucking pear tree as the thing that the last thing the last living thing that made it out of this 9-11 false flag and they made sure that it was a calorie pear tree and it was symbolized, like I said, this symbolizes being naive or being fooled. It can, it can symbolize all kinds of things, uh, nobility, femininity, uh, fragility, all these things it can symbolize, but pears are the single fruit that, that represent naivety or, or, you know, just being foolish.
0: Jeez Wild, right? God. Wow.
1: Crazy shit there. That I thought that was just in- so mind-blowing.
0: That's the realest shit right there, too, because it's more of that telling you without telling you kind of stuff.
1: It's this, like, communication thing between these elites, these people that know this stuff. People Um, who
0: are of the understanding.
1: Right, right, right. So, yeah, they're not going to sit there and say, hey, this was a false flag and just, like, literally plant plant a flag that says false on it. It's not going to be that obvious for you guys. It's going to be something like this, this pear tree symbolizes that it was in fact a false flag in my opinion now I, I don't know you know what other people would think about it but that's a hell of a coincidence right there
0: definitely 100 percent. and i do think that they use symbolism like that to not only send a message to other people who are of the understanding but to almost rub it in our faces what's going on because who really is taking the time to look into that i am (laughs) so am i but that's why you and i have a podcast is because a lot of people they're not going to look into the symbolism behind a pair or a Mm -hmm. lot of these other things that we talk about including a movie that you mentioned earlier movie book which is alice through the looking glass yeah have you read it or watched it or
1: i've watched part of it i have such a hard time these days sitting through movies even if i know they're very educational i know there was that show that you wanted me to watch so we can do an episode on it and i just i can't sit down and watch these things (laughs) kim loves that movie um through the looking glass yeah and she had it on one day and i was like what the fuck is this you know and and she was like it's through the looking glass and i was like oh shit maybe i should not trip out about it so much but um I haven't watched it all the way through. I've absolutely watched Alice in Wonderland, and you see a lot of similarities in there, but Through the Looking Glass is kind of more of like an occultist look at that story of Alice in Wonderland. But what, what did you have on that?
0: Well, so Alice enters the fantasy world, but this time, instead of going down the rabbit hole, she climbs through a mirror. Okay. And she finds that everything is a reflection and everything is reversed in Mm. this movie book. But I find that interesting because this movie slash book is when we meet the walrus and the carpenter. Okay. And the poem is very pedophilic. There's a lot going on there, especially with the connection with John Lennon, but that's another episode. Huh. What I was looking into, though, with Through the Looking Glass, she gets there, not through a rabbit hole, but by stepping through a mirror, and something that came up is this condition called Alice in Wonderland syndrome. Have you ever heard of it?
1: it this is in the movie, or this is no, like this thing? is.
0: It came up when I I typed in Alice in Wonderland through the looking glass and I was just going scouring pages of stuff on it. And this thing popped up that said Alice in Wonderland syndrome and then it had it abbreviated like A-I-W-S and it's a rare neurological disorder characterized by distortions of visual perception the body image and experience of time. People, Yeah, it said people may see things smaller than they are or feel their body is a weird size or experience other numerous symptoms. But the point of it is they literally see things distorted, like they're looking through a mirror or things are disproportionate similar to someone who has uh body dysmorphia
1: right and it's also referred to as todd's syndrome um i'm looking yeah. at it right now yeah did you see the hallucinations i don't know if you were looking on wikipedia but
0: did i, you, I looked Zepisha? at um it was a website trying to sell me some drugs that I could take to help me with my Alice in Wonderland syndrome.
1: Right? Yeah, I'm sure that those are fucking. Are was it a Pfizer site? What the hell? It was probably.
0: It was uh, definitely a big pharma site, and uh, I found it incredibly interesting that it just popped up ran- randomly. And it's a neurological disorder you can have where you just legit walk around seeing distorted, like you're permanently on hallucinogens or something. Right.
1: You know, uh, that's so interesting. And, and before we move on from this, I wanted to kind of add something in here. But some of these symptoms, you know, visual distortions, hallucinations, um, depersonalization. uh, sounds like fucking MKUltra shit. Depersonalization, like uh, di, like uh, DID, right? Yes. yes. Um, there's this this idea of the hallucination right here. Just quickly reading. Zupesia, which is a, a hallucination that's sometimes associated with Alice in Wonderland syndrome involving hallucinations of either swarms of small animals like ants or mice or isolated groups of larger animals like dogs and elephants uh the experience of
0: what like snow white
1: dude that's what i'm saying that's fucking Oh my god that's pretty 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 wild right there for sure um and when they when i anytime i hear swarms i think of bees which is a very freemasonic
0: the hive mind.
1: Right, right. Well, there you go. I mean, now I can't even ignore it. You got to you gotta uh, check this out. So I've been looking into this thing. That's the Russian cosmos. And I always, I have this bad habit of um, finding any connection to like, like an episode that you're doing and I'm being a guest on your show and what I'm currently researching fits in some way. I know, I, I, right. It's the worst. I, I just, you know, just have to tie back to my own work somehow. And I don't even really mean to. Can I share my screen really quick with you just so you can see it? Okay. So you see this here, right? On the Mm register.com. Okay. So I've been looking into this Russian Cosmos idea, and this is part of a thing where it's like, it's, you know, these, it's an old idea from the turn of the 20th century, late 19th century. And this is. To overly simplify it, and I've done uh, the most recent Monday Night Master Debaters intro that I did on my feed, I kind of give a teaser for this topic. But this idea of creating a mirror world almost and also uploading everyone's consciousness that we have a hive mind, uh, interplanetary travel, immortality, um, reanimating dead bodies. Bringing people back from the dead, not just their body, but their actual consciousness. Um, this is an old Soviet idea, an old Russian idea. There's a lot of people, like I believe Joe Rogan, Alex Jones, a lot of people secretly support this method of thought. It's a very transhumanist idea, and Joe Rogan is an, an admitted transhumanist. He talks about transhumanism very, very uh, fondly. But this is an article from back in 2007. And I wanted to make sure that I caught the actual part here. Um, I'll just read just the beginning here. It says, perhaps your real life is so rich, you don't have time for another. Even so, the U.S. Department of Defense, the DOD, uh, may already be creating a copy of you in an alternative reality or an alternate reality to see how you go with how long you can go without food and water or how you will respond to televised propaganda. So it's a simulation that they're running in a separate world. And they're, you know, this, they, they've teamed up with companies like Amazon, um, Google, anywhere where you buy all your shit, you, they learn your preferences, they learn your moods, they learn your interests, they learn everything about you. And they have like, at the time, it was a $600 million deal. I'm sure it's much more than that now, where Amazon's just feeding all this information to the government to help create this world. The DoD is developing a parallel to planet Earth with billions of individual nodes to reflect every man, woman, and child, this side um, of the dividing line between reality and augmented reality. Called the Sentient World Simulation, or the SWS, it will be a synthetic mirror of the real world with automated uh, continuous calibration with respect to current real world information, according to a concept paper for the project. So there's this mirror world that these people, these cosmos tying back to the Soviet Union are creating to affect the way that we act here on earth. So let's say one day you're having a headache. According to this theory, your actual person in this digital world could have fallen down and hit their head. And that's why you have a headache that day. Right. Or let's say you just wake up and you're in a shitty mood. Maybe your digital self is being tortured in this world because they say that it's an actual world where these elites engage in and they're sitting there and they fuck with us on a on a massive scale and maybe that's why covid worked so well on so many people because they have been programming it in our digital souls and our mirror souls which isn't really us but it has some like it, it affects us in this real world maybe the the propaganda has been pushed on all these people in this digital world for fucking generations who knows and maybe mm-hmm. something as goofy as covid ended up working on the mass population because of this mirror world as they call it so it's terrifying it's weird there is an episode of that black mirror show that that is just like this but um it's freaky it's really really scary and and when you look into like darpa's behind it the inventors of the internet um mit like all this all this really really you know high level department of defense funded shit is trying to create a digital version of you that is perfect to where if you were to disappear one day, they could throw this digital version out and, and, and connect everyone's minds to the internet so that they would see this digital version of you, Julia, as the real Julia. And you're just long gone somewhere.
0: It's this is what crazy. I keep trying to tell people on my show about the movie fucking Avatar. And why right, right. after all these years, they're making a new one. You wait. The new avatar is going to be fucked up. Mm. And uh, what's his name? Fucking James Cameron? James Cameron is a big transhumanist. Of course, is yeah. They all are. I know that you're not just 100% ready to just have a salvation moment or anything. But when the Bible says that we will see things like the days of Noah... This Mm -hmm. is what he was talking about because the disembodied spirits of these fallen angels, they can interact in the physical world through AI Mm
2: -hmm. in
0: empty biological vessels. Right. So this is where we're getting the transhumanism and the push for aliens from outer space and all of this shit. We've got to escape to another reality and They are legitimately priming us for some type of miracles and wonders. And much like you were saying earlier, I think people are looking for the obvious thing to be the terrifying, scary, oh my God, I don't want any part of that. But the scary part of it will be, it will be as appealing to us as fruit on a tree right we'll want it that's the scary part it's like the movie i think ryan reynolds was in it and they essentially upload you into a reality where you're eternally youthful and you don't have to worry about watching your diet or doing any of this they it's not that good your-
1: guy movie right the video game movie it's not that is it
0: it's not that but Maybe it wasn't Ryan Reynolds, but it was another one where his wife was supposed to go into it with him. And she backed out last minute and he went ahead and did it. Okay. And got uploaded into this virtual reality. And this will be appealing. Right. That's what's so scary about it.
1: Well, what, what they're using to make it seem appealing, because the old Cosmist idea... um, I never tell anyone to listen to episodes or anything, but you should definitely check that out before, like, I don't know. I don't know if you ever go back and do intros to your episodes, but you should check out that recent Monday night master debaters thing. Cause I talk about the founders, like the four horsemen of this ideology. Mm-hmm. One of them is an early, early supporter of the idea of adrenochrome, like transfusing, like, uh, you know, moving young blood into old bodies. And then yes. he actually goes a step further saying that moving, old people's blood into young people's bodies can help them become more immune to diseases and whatnot um another guy created this concept of the new sphere which is basically the hive mind um it's the the fully evolved version of the biosphere which is um a collective consciousness which is crucial for a one world one world society one Mm -hmm. world religion all that shit Mm -hmm. um and he, he teamed up with a Jesuit priest in order to do this. Like they, they came up with this idea together. It's a, it's a mind-blowing group of people. And it's interesting that during the whole uh, Cold War scare and all the stuff where everyone's so afraid of communism, this idea is really the most harmful thing that's coming out of the communist Mecca of Russia at the time. Now we see it as China, which China, I, I think, is just kind of the clown that's, like, fucking around over there.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Russia is is still a threat, but in not any way that they're making it seem. And you have a lot of dumb fucking conspiracy people supporting Russia just because, uh, you know, our government's telling us to support Ukraine. It's so like, well, I'm going to do the opposite of everything that that the government says. So I'm going to support Russia. Putin's a good guy in this. Zelensky's the bad guy. Dude, Putin says that cosmism is a is is Russia's national identity. This this mm-hmm. shit that I'm talking about here, this interplanetary travel and all this stuff. I don't know about you. I don't necessarily believe in other planets. I don't I think don't that either. we. What well, and if they're there, we can't access them. No. And these people would know this, and yes. this is the way that they're making it sexy for us. They're making it. They're yes. making us be like. Dude, we're going to fucking, we're going to mine gold out of space. That's awesome. That means that Absolutely. gold will be plentiful. Absolutely. But they have no intention of doing that. Their real intentions are making us all immortal, reawakening yes. the dead through psychedelics. Psychedelics is an embalming mechanism for all these people.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It's a deep topic, again. But maybe you're thinking there, you know, as an individual, you're thinking all the, none of this shit's going to happen until I'm long gone. They're going re, re- to reanimate again. your... No, yes. they're, they're going to reanimate your ass. You'll be dead for 20 fucking years, 50 years, 100 years. They'll reanimate you and you will be a slave for eternity.
0: And if, if you people. think about it, though, Ryan, if they're already working on this, where your mirrored self is getting tortured daily in this alternate mirror reality, when you're fucking dirt, your toast, your physical body is dead. Yeah. Who's to say they won't upload you somewhere?
1: They were, they've been talking about that a lot, right? With like the whole patent. Uh, I think it's 20, 2020 6 Remember, everyone's tripping out about that patent during COVID. Mm-hmm. People are so fixated on that 666 number. I don't think it has anything to do with all this shit. That's kind of just like their calling card. It's their joke. A number is not going to fucking come out and get you or anything. No, it's all distraction. Mm-hmm. Um, I, from what I understand 666 isn't even the number of the beast I think it's like 312 or 314 or some shit it's something that we haven't even discussed seriously as being the mark of the beast but um, yeah the it's mark
0: of the beast will not appear to be some type of scary thing like oh they're chipping us in our fucking heads it's not going to be like that
1: no no it'll be something that like I said, will affect everyone, even dead people. Um, they they need endless amounts of slaves and endless amounts of time. And I think that, you know, everyone's so scared about this vaccine being some mechanism to kill everybody. I think it's more about creating immortality and they're yes, going to bring back everybody that they killed.
0: They're fucking, with, they're not killing, but they're fucking with yeah. DNA.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Yeah dude, that was another thing that I talked about. That's what the skull and bones say. And then we got to get back to mirrors. I know, but this all ties in, it all ties in. I mean, we're talking about the mirror technology, but like the, uh, the skull and bones three, two, two that I found out finally what that refers to, at least in my opinion, um, the, the three, two, two, every human, um, in each piece of your DNA, you've got 22 strands. In each one so you have the 22 and the 22 base sets and then you have 45 and 46 which make you like a man or, or a female so 22 and 22 the double helix so there's 44 pieces there the 22 22 making the double helix that's God's DNA what the skull and bones and all these people in this cult this this cosmos cult want to do is take a separate third strand of 22 pieces so that's where you get your three two two. Three, yeah. three sets, three sets of twenty-two pieces of DNA, making it go from God's creation to the Devil's creation, or to the the bastardization of God's creation, or the hybrid, or the fucking AI, whatever the whatever you want to call it. That's what the three-two-two in the Skull yes. and Bones is. Is it's yes. the triple helix, twenty-two pieces of DNA? Fucked
0: You're on fire tonight, Ryan. That is exactly what I've been trying to tell the people who are listening to my show.
2: There
1: you
0: go. They are trying to pervert every piece of God's creation.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it's weird, man, because I'm not really a... um, I'm not like a devout Christian or anything. I'm just kind of agnostic. I lean towards Jesus and I lean towards God. I just don't know all that stuff. When you look at like the way that they you know change all the the symbolism they say that that christmas is jesus's birthday it's fucking nimrod's birthday you know i
0: try try to tell people and they want (laughs) to argue that it's well maybe they're just trying to stick it to the mithras cult that's fine if you want to believe that i believe that it's another perversion of a sacred holiday concerning christianity and jesus
1: but yeah no it's um it's very interesting and and i i do Even though I'm not a big follower, like diehard follower of Jesus, I do always try to check people when they say, well, Jesus was never real and all this shit. Like, I always try to say, hey, man, like, you don't fucking know that. And and all your best research will probably point you in the direction that Jesus wasn't real. Because a lot of people that believe in Jesus haven't done any research that he was real or wasn't real. Right. Mm
3: -hmm. But
1: I think all research that you can probably find will probably tell you that he wasn't real. But I think that's a reason to believe that he is real, because all the research that we get is is really fucked up. And you have to do some serious digging. So um, for the record, I mean, I, I absolutely believe in Jesus. I just don't know exactly what the fuck is going on with all of it. So I just I always like to clear that up because it's such a weird, weird topic. And it's something that I'm kind of like sensitive about, even though I don't like to use that word. It's something that's weird to me very much. And it, I can't even really put it into words clearly.
0: What if I ask you, as we are besties, to listen to the series that I will be putting out in January? It's a four-part series. And if you get to the end of the four-part series and you feel differently, I just want you to let me know your thoughts, feelings, and opinions. About what? Whether or not you think... That what is going on with us today goes biblical, and it proves the Bible. Oh no, I,
1: I'm already there. Yeah, no, I, I'm definitely. That's what makes me believe in Jesus and God, and and like the Christian version of God more so than anything is because that's the only fucking religion that's under attack. That's the yeah. only one. You don't see any any members of the elite going against Islam, other than like these controlled ops, like fucking Kanye talking shit about the Jews. Dude, it's not the Jews. It's the Kazarians. I say this all the time. It's not, it's not the Jews. The, the, and there are an obscene amount of powerful Jewish and heavy quotes people, but they're not truly Jewish people. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw, I saw a video um of this Jewish kid going, I forget, I don't know what country it was in, but he w- you know, he had the Orthodox or the uh, maybe it was Orthodox hair, like that goofy fucking haircut that they do. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's running around and he's like, Yeah, we killed Jesus and we're proud of it. That's not a Jewish person, dude. That's not, no, a, no one's going to fucking say that. I wouldn't say, uh, you know, I, I don't even know how you could probably like move that into like the Islamic religion, but you wouldn't say like, yeah, we, we fucking killed Muhammad. You know, I don't even know if that fits. Right. But no one's going to brag like that. That kid's just some piece of shit, rich kid that is not really a Jewish person. He's, he's a Kazarian. He's, he's an evil motherfucker is what he is. Mm-hmm. So. I don't know. It, it, it's strange. But yeah, we should probably get back into some more of these mirrors instead of talking about religion because it is no, a. Uh...
0: That's okay. And it actually is a good segue because I did find some stuff that I wanted to talk to you about. And we were talking about Alice in Wonderland with the weird syndrome, the neurological disorder right. you can get. But it's not the only movie that has weird mirror stuff in it. Have you watched the horror movie Oculus?
1: Oh, dude, come on. Come on. I love horror movies. Yeah, yes.
0: same. Yeah. yeah. It's a so, good one.
1: It's with the two boys and the girl that they move in the house. They have this crazy mirror in there, and it like makes yeah. the dude go possessed.
0: Yes. And yeah. and they start to see things in the mirror, and then they bleed out into reality. They right. can get you in real life. And so it's pretty fucked up. But we have already mentioned Snow White. Poltergeist 3.
1: Okay. I have not seen it.
0: So Poltergeist 3 is the production that Heather O'Rourke died in the middle of. Okay. And in Poltergeist 3, it is 100% focused on the mirror. Everything's coming through the mirrors in Poltergeist 3. And I do find it significant that she was making this movie when she died. And we know a lot of stuff. Another episode about heather o'rourke and what probably happened to her but in her bedroom in poltergeist three it gets her by the reflection her room is completely surrounded with mirrors it's those weird closets from the 80s that was like mirrors the whole length of the wall and in the hallway mirrors everywhere the reflection of the elevator doors everything has some type of mirror-like quality and it even goes as far as to say liquid in a puddle could get graphene because they they could cut any any reflective surface they can come out
1: okay have you seen because this is actually the movie that that made me do that first you know little mirror conversation just simply called "Mirrors." Have you seen that? Yes, I
0: have seen that. Keifer mm-hmm. Sutherland. I have that as one on my list. Yes.
1: Yes. I'm sorry to cut you off then, no, because yeah it's, yeah, it's it's that movie right there has so much to it, and it's you know Paula Patton's in it. Big fan of her work. She's just a fox, super fox. And it it's interesting that the way that that movie's portrayed, it's like a cool, flashy kind of fun thing um super scary super you know traumatizing mm-hmm. the first time i saw it it's mm-hmm. uh like when she rips her fucking mouth open in the bathtub yeah. that that's weird um i believe in that stuff so i think that there is something to it i think that like when you're looking at yourself in the reflection i don't i don't think it's crazy to think maybe that's not you like that's not you're not seeing yourself there and it's absolutely it's factually not you it's your reflection but what technology is in that piece of film or whatever the fuck that is that casts you back to yourself? You know, we, I think last time we talked, we talked about casting, you know, the idea of the, the podcast, even like we're casting ideas out there. Your, your eyes are, are casting back at you. It's fucking it's, it's, a, it's a strange concept. And um, yeah, it's not you. It's, it's, a, it's the opposite of you. So if you're a good person, that thing in the mirror is bad. Maybe if you're a bad person, that thing in the mirror is good. But yeah, that's a deep, deep movie right there for sure. I've
0: I've had similar thoughts, especially with one of these newer Christ consciousness movements of staring at yourself in the mirror and repeating mantras and repeating uh, affirmations. If you do that, you know, God bless you. I hope it works for you. But that is very ritualistic to stare at yourself for 20 30 minutes and repeat like a chant to yourself right your reflection in the mirror is this normal to be doing this well
1: it's like that Of, i mean people take it a step further and they do things like sex magic are you familiar with how that Mm -hmm. works Mm -hmm. so yeah uh, this whole spiritual new age movement i i cannot stand and people that you know yeah the spiritual shit out there is is very strange and it has a lot to do again with that that cosmos movement which i think gets down to the center of like the the whole the whole new age thing i i think that that's what it is and and i i think that what's going on in the world right now is so much deeper than any of the craziest conspiracy theories that we talk about i think it really does at the end of the day go back to reanimating dead bodies. I think that that is the end goal, which seems weird, and also making people immortal. Mm-hmm. So I mean there's a lot of technology that goes into this the the main one, the main thing being the black mirror, the computer screen, the the phone screen. It's all absolutely involved with this stuff and you mentioned that that idea of sitting there, you know, chanting in the mirror and all that stuff. Um that Weird little mirror experiment that this Italian psychologist, this Giovanni Caputo did. It's a really, really interesting little thing here. He had um, this article I was reading about. It talks about like the optimal conditions for this experiment. Supposedly a dimly lit room. Um, You have like a lamp behind you. Very, very low bulb. the, The guy actually suggests a 25 watt light bulb behind you, a mirror in front of you. You're about 40 centimeters, which I don't know what that is in real measurement. What is that like this far? I
0: think it's uh, smaller than that, actually. Okay.
1: Yeah, my my bad for not knowing the exact conversion. But (laughs) I guess everyone else in the world, other than our American listeners, will know exactly how big that is. But (laughs) so you're 40 centimeters away from the mirror and you're just staring at yourself. So he had 50 participants do this. 66% of these people saw huge deformations of their own faces 18% of the 50 saw a parent's face with their traits changed so what the fuck is that
2: like. um
1: out of that 18% 8% of those people um their parents were still alive so the parents weren't even dead and they were seeing um they were seeing their alive parents and then 10% of those people uh you know deceased um 28% saw an unknown person which is way fucking scarier. 18% of the people saw different animal faces such as a cat, pig or lion and 48% of the people so about half the people saw fantastical and monstrous beings so demons and shit like this.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: That's fucking weird. So ev- basically everybody is seeing something whether it's your parents face, a loved one's face or a demon or an animal. You're seeing something in the mirror. Uh, your deception. mind plays tricks on you.
0: Yeah. A, a great grand deception in the mirror. Or I is
1: think, it? I mean, are your eyes lying to you or is is something actually going on?
0: I think seeing your alive parents is a, is a deception. I think seeing mystical creatures is probably realistic of what those things really look like. Mm. But to see an alive person... I've had experience with paranormal activity where I saw alive people and yeah, I I think that they're able to show you things like that that are deceptions but we were talking about Kazarians and everything and that made me think of the movie uh, The Unborn. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. They they have the mirror right in the beginning there with that kid, huh? Yes. That's why he freaks out.
0: And the plot of the movie is she's a twin yeah and she killed her twin brother in the womb and he's trying to get back into the physical world
1: well yeah they say that like he died during birth right did, did, she didn't kill she,
0: him. she ate him or whatever they those the the stronger twin eats oh. the weekly twin in the womb kind of thing
1: gotcha a little cannibalism there for right you okay. and
0: identical twins are known as mirror image twins
1: sure that's crazy yeah
0: and uh so also in the movie the unborn not only did she kill her brother her twin brother in the womb her grandmother was also a twin and she Went through experiments by Dr. Mangala the in the
1: Holocaust. I haven't seen that movie in a long time. I remember Megan Good's in it, too. I like these hot actresses. That, that, it's uh, not do Megan these Good.
0: Rules. Google it real quick. It's another girl.
1: I think Megan Good's in it, I thought. Oh,
0: wait, wait. Yes, I was thinking about Megan Fox. Sorry.
1: Come on. I know my hot black actresses.
0: Yes, Megan Good, definitely. She's in it. But the, the main chick, I hadn't seen her in a lot of other movies. But she was... Right. uh She's a good-looking gal. Oh, sure. So, Mangla, in real life and in the movie, was very obsessed with these mirror image twins. Yeah. And, of course, known as the Angel of Death. They searched for secrets of hereditary traits like genetic markers, blonde hair, blue eyes. And he was very obsessed with twins. But what a lot of people don't mention along with the twins is he was looking for giants or people who had one eye a different color than the other eye
1: right uh what is that Heter- heterochromia
0: yes and 3000 twins were pulled and only 200 of those twins survived right he did like weird measurements on them and measured every detail of their anatomy, and he did blood tests and experiments. And he would do mass transfusions, like suck all the blood from one twin, put it in the other twin, take their blood out, put it in the other twin, and like swap their blood. Um, he was trying to fabricate blue eyes, injecting them in the eyes with all kinds of stuff. Most of the time, it ended up in blindness.
1: I actually think that ends up being a, a foundation. Uh, foundational idea for a lot of the research that scientists are, are trying to execute today when it yeah. comes to this immortality shit why, why go for a digital version of, of yourself if, 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 if these psychos can get everybody to be like from here on out to be born as twins and you have an expendable person and maybe one person's kept in a vat other person's out working, working the slave fields or whatever the fuck they mm-hmm. have doing like in mind for us that would be a a more like analog way to do it versus the digital way. Right. But they, they're beginning to figure out this stuff, I believe based off of a lot of Mengele's work and um, you know, obviously evolving it with the digital age and shit, but yeah, no, you're on something there with the twins for sure. There's something significant about that shit.
0: Yeah. And I also think it's significant. The type of, of look he was going for, because there's, I've been doing a lot of research on, Blonde hair, blue eyes.
1: Nephilim?
0: Yes, and the red hair, hazel eyes.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: Giants, he was looking for giants and he was looking for twins. And he wanted blonde hair and blue eyes because he was looking for these genetic markers. And the, the whole point of them being mirror image twins, they know what's going on with the mirrors. They know what the mirrors mean. And if twins are just another aspect of that, then, of course, he's going to want to experiment on them. And he was giving them vaccines or shots of weird diseases just to see how they manage and weird surgeries. And he was studying the corpses and it just went on forever He'd go but, as far as
1: hooking them up together and then like stabbing one in the hand and yes. seeing if the other one would feel the pain. You know, a lot of, lot of horrible Absolutely. shit. I, imagine that a Nazi doctor being evil, you know?
0: But he was part of like that paperclip thing.
1: Oh, sure. Yeah, no, he's a friend. He's a, he's a, a long time friend of the U S government. I mean, yes. you know, yeah. So yeah, he got away scot-free and likely moved to Argent, Argentina who just won the world cup. Right. So you know, we got we got all kinds of coincidences going on here with that shit. Yeah, it's uh, it's interesting. Was he in Argentina or was it Brazil? It
0: was Argentina.
1: Yeah. Yeah. OK, I thought so. Yeah.
0: And so I just thought that was very interesting that not only do we have the mention of Mengla, who is obsessed with these mirror image twins in a horror movie. Yeah. All about mirrors and demonic or disembodied spirits of these fallen angels trying to come into our reality through biological vessels that are empty which again you can say NPC you can say avatar there's a lot of movies that are talking about biological vessels a lot of these grays that people see that are ETs grays are most likely an empty biological vessel for the spirits to enter so they can interact in the physical world unless they're they're fucking opening up portals and shit through mirrors and water and gateways and all this shit
1: right it's interesting have you heard of these infinity mirrors
0: oh god what's that
1: Man, you got, you got to start listening to my show again. See, this is what happens when you start talking. You make friends with podcasters. They start a podcast. They stop listening to your show. Watch. I
2: listen. I listen. I promise.
1: <laughs> now, watch. I'll show you this wild idea. There's this company called Two Way Mirrors that, that we talked about. Um, you have them creating, and their logo alone is very Masonic. You got a, a shield with a keyhole in it, both Masonic symbols. Um. I will show you what an infinity mirror is because I feel that these are catering to people that use psychedelics, which I just talked about earlier. I believe that according to these cosmists, the idea of like psychedelics DMT ketamine uh, LSD, you know, all the shit that they were using on people during MK ultra, right? Mm -hmm. That's part of this. That's the end goal. Remembering the end goal is life extension immortality and resurrection of dead people that's all this stuff right and we're talking about mirrors in this in this situation if you have wow did you know that they have a close closed captions for uh this shit now i didn't realize for zoom calls side thought but that's like a new feature that they have i guess Oh, i didn't know i didn't know either because i can thankfully hear but um psychedelics being the, the people they're obviously targeting our psychedelic users um and, and when you look at this shit it is just totally uh like a portal it seems like let's see if we can find like a decent one here uh just i'll just click this first one so this is this company two-way mirrors
3: hi guys i'm krista mirror e two-way a hypercube works by combining a semi transparent mirror and a first surface mirror with LED strips in between. The transparent mirror we use is a glass 2A mirror with a tempered top piece to prevent shattering. To further enhance the number of reflections, I used a first surface mirror on the base of the cube. A lot of people ask me, what glass should I use? To make a true hypercube, your glass should be directional. This is critical to creating that super deep infinity effect with very few reflections coming off of it.
1: You this is very last
3: premier sample.
1: So this 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 whole company like makes this film and makes like all the shit that you can do to create these what I think are portals. They seem like fucking portals, honestly.
0: Absolutely.
1: You want me to keep going, or have you? Wow, no,
3: that looks more? trippy as fuck. <laughs> and this is what we recommend for infinity cubes like this. When I show it this way, this is the non-mirror side. So it looks dark. But when you flip it over, you get to see the mirror side. If it's not directional, it will look like this. This is an acrylic two-way mirror sample that we have. It's a mirror on this side, but when you flip it over, it's still a mirror. Ideally, use the real deal. If you're on a budget, you can use a directional two-way mirror film the film appears more foggy, so you get fewer reflections.
1: What we'll do is we'll move forward to actual things. So they show the construction of it. Tell me that's not some demonic shit right
2: there. Um, that
1: is. And You've got your infinity symbol back there. I mean, have you ever, in a in a bathroom, like have you ever opened the medicine cabinet, which is a mirror, and you pointed them at it at at itself, mm-hmm. like the two mirrors, and it's just infinite.
0: It goes on forever, yeah.
1: That's what this is, and uh, it's it's fucking weird. But they're they're making this like a kitschy idea for, um, you know, people. I mean, it, clearly it's like a fucking rave thing. You know what I mean? Like uh, there's lights. It's it's very fun to do like a psychedelic. So, that that's a weird company. That's uh, I feel like doing some weird, shady things when it comes to, you know, mm. new mirror mm. technology and glass. They do that. I mean, you can do it with windows. You can do it with any kind of reflective surface at all.
0: And that's what they do in horror movies. You go, you try. You maybe you rolled your ankle. You go into the medicine cabinet to get some ibuprofen. You fucking open the fucker up. You get your eye view. Close the thing. There's a thing standing behind you.
2: Yeah, yeah. Look,
0: it's not really there. It's just in the mirror. They do it all the time. They're showing us there's something in the mirror, but it's not in real life.
1: Yeah. If if we're right, if we're but- if we're acknowledging that it's a uh, that it's a potential gateway to another dimension, then yeah. I mean, you know, if uh, if you're on certain drugs or or you know under a certain mind state or whatever. Maybe something can access you through that. Maybe maybe you're evoking something or invoking something, maybe, like you know, and, it, and it could potentially fuck with you through these things. I, I don't think that people should be afraid of mirrors, but at the same time, it, it seems like it should be something that, that should be respected. It seems yeah. like it.
0: Yeah, I agree. And just to kind of sum up our research here real quick, I wanted to ask you about Do you know anything on John D. and the scrying mirrors?
1: A little bit. Not a ton when it comes to him and mirrors, but I do know that uh, I did. You didn't you send me something about this or no?
0: I don't think it was me, but I do have a lot of research on John D. And the scrying mirror.
1: I'd love to hear it because, yeah, he's uh, he's an interesting cat for sure. And yeah. What do you got there?
0: Well, I mean, so if the listeners don't know who that is, John D. was one of the most famous occultists of his era. And he was no doubt one of the biggest contributors to the evolution of science and technology. All part of the agenda, science and technology replacing God. And he devoted the last years of his life to engaging in conversations with angels, quote unquote, through a magical technique known as scrying which enables visions to be had with the use of a black obsidian scrying mirror. But you had mentioned the black cube at the uh, 9-11 memorial may have been like reflective black obsidian. Okay. Much yes. like what uh John D was using as a scrying mirror.
1: That's what they used in like Egypt and shit too. as mirrors. Right. Yeah.
0: And so during these rituals John D had actually employed someone to be the scryer while he welcomed in the disembodied spirits of the fallen angels with some type of a prayer. Oh. And it's said that he employed like four different scryers but the most famous of them was Edward Kelly. And Not familiar. I I hadn't I tried to look into Edward Kelly so essentially what they did was Edward Kelly and John D channeled these fallen angels and it was these two working in tandem with each other that came up with the angel alphabet or the Enochian language. Okay. It was John D and and Edward Kelly. And in order to invoke the disembodied spirits of these fallen angels, they had to wear certain garments. The table had to be made of a certain wood. They had to put a hexagram and all these spells and look into the scrying mirror, invoke them. Do It was a big, you know, X, Y, Z. They had to do a bunch of shit. Mm. And they gave them, the fallen angels gave Edward Kelly and John D. the Enochian language in reverse, like a mirror. And they had to flip it and translate it into what we know now as Enochian language. And I have a whole other episode coming out on the book of Enoch and why it's significant that they would have called it the Enochian language. Right. But I do find it significant that they had to wear pure gold breastplates. They had to have an altar table that was made of a specific type of wood. It had to be exactly certain measurements. And this was all constructed to channel these spirits who gave them a, a whole nother language.
2: Interesting. Interesting.
0: And symbols for each letter. And there have been linguists who have studied the language and confirmed that it's a real language. All of the the factors are there that would have made it a real language ty- type of, uh, like the Sumerians, yeah, ancient, yeah. more like a hieroglyphic type of language. And wow. um, so pronunciation of these symbols and each letter or kind of like Arabic. It's not just A, B, C, D, E. There, there are actual sounds that the symbols make and the pronunciation would be taught and translated to John D who had to flip it because that were given to him in reverse. And then he actually did black magic rituals using enochian language
2: mm.
0: and you know who else made additional contributions to studying the enochian language and for the use of magic was alistair crowley
1: of course yeah he's always involved with all this stuff
0: mm-hmm. huh which is why i think it's interesting that they called mangala the angel of death And it's another inverse type of mirrored situation because he's an angel, right? Right. But he's the angel of death. And they always put shit like that in there to kind of tell you something without actually saying, well, we're we're working with fallen angels or we have fallen angel technology. We're tapped into some shit. He's the angel of death. And then John D is channeling angels. And he originally called it the angel alphabet but then later renamed it the Enochian okay. language.
1: Well, you know, everything that these occultists do is, I mean, the idea of the fallen angel, that's a mirror image of itself too. Everything that occultists do is just mirror shit. They take the cross, they flip it upside down. That's the satanic cross. They take mm-hmm. a star, a pentagram, they flip it upside down. That's a satanic, you know, it's everything that they do is a mirror image because they can't create. That's the whole thing that we've supposedly been told is that, this certain race of these demonic people they can 't create, they can only ruin and bastardize things that actual humans create right children mm-hmm. of God create, and then these children of the devil or whatever you want to call them, just invert it they mirror image it that 's what it is, so yeah, I think that i mean it's it 's a very significant idea for sure, and you mentioned that stuff Have you heard of this Archimedes burning mirror, the solar mirror thing? Mm-mm. Did you ever look into that thing no. So this was the, uh I guess, Archimedes cooked up this mirror in uh 12, uh, 212, somewhere between 212 to 215 BC, and it was to fucking incinerate the Roman fleet that was coming in to invade. So, I mean, there's wild yeah. images. I'll see if I can find, uh because, I mean, like, he's kind of known for, like, his uh contributions to, like, science and math and shit, but he was a, a devout occultist Mm -hmm. um let me see uh solar mirror uh there's some really cool images of it and it's uh, you know the idea of uh solar mirror archimedes let's see Uh, do you know how to spell archimedes that's a hard
0: a r c h i m i d i
1: there we go it was e d e but that's okay okay uh yeah solar mirror archimedes yeah dude so basically he would reflect like have you ever when you were a kid were you one of those psychopaths like me that would burn ants with a magnifying glass
0: no but i was a vain child and i did stare in the mirror quite often
1: (laughs) right okay so this is the idea here i guess uh you see this so he would take the power of the sun and reflect it at oh my
0: god that makes me think of you remember in the mummy when she uses the mirror to capture the sun and it lights up the whole underground chamber because the light from the sun reflected on the mirror and that mirror reflected into the chamber and da 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 da, da. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, mirrors have been used since time of antiquity. You got
1: Medusa, use- too. She can't see a reflection or she right. turns right.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, I'm trying to see. They only have the one... But yeah, it's also called the burning mirror. But yeah, you get the idea. I mean, and th- this is a, an idea that actually has some credible, like, this isn't just like a fucking crazy thing that's total fiction. There's a lot of people that actually believe that this device was real, like, mm-hmm. a considerable amount of people that have heard about it. And um, the technology that it used for that is the foundation. Like, supposedly there's a formula for this somewhere. This would be direct energy weapons today. Mm-hmm. But on a more practical level, this is how you get broadcasts. It's not satellites like we're told because, you know, space, all that shit. Right. It's it's mirrors that that actually help uh, move radio waves and TV waves and all this shit. And the TV itself is a bunch of mirrors. And as we know, the TV was originally created to be a mind control device. And then they ended up realizing, well, hey, we don't need to just target you know, individuals, we can do it to a mass population and we can put it, we can disguise it as entertainment. You know what I mean? So this Archimedes burning mirror is, is a, is a very, very uh, influential piece of technology. And I I actually do believe that that was real. I think that, that it it could for sure have been something not only to be used as a weapon uh, from like a kinetic standpoint, but for sure, like a, uh, you know, psychological warfare, mental warfare, brainwashing and you know again not to beat a dead horse this is the end goal to completely get everyone's mind all in on one thing and use it to the elite's advantage so
0: absolutely mirrors and are the that, name of the game yeah i i think that this research ties so much into something else that i'm working on and will make things make a lot of sense for even people who listen to my podcast and i want to thank you for coming on and sharing all this with me but I also wanted to just tell you the series that I'm working on. I had to record it five times because I kept having weird uh, technical issues. Right. And, or like half of my recording, it would record like normal and then stop. And just weird stuff kept popping up with it. And sometimes I take that as a sign that I'm onto something. And I've never I never usually have issues with recording. It's pretty streamlined. You hit record, you record it. That's all she wrote. And I had such a hard time recording it that I felt almost like, fuck it. Maybe nobody will even care about this anyways. But I went ahead and finished the recordings. And sometimes just weird stuff pops up. and, And it's too much to be a coincidence sometimes, in my opinion
1: yeah that happens with me too um it happens with me a lot actually with uh recording things and then i'll have to go back and then sometimes i'll publish episodes and i'll realize later that like the beginning was cut off just just like little things that would make people want to get away and be Mm -hmm. like dude this guy's not even fucking professional or like you know julie's not even she's not even fucking recording properly you know Mm -hmm. shit like that it's weird but yeah that that's happened to me a lot lately too i don't know if it's something with the uh infrastructure because my wi-fi has been real fucked up too i don't know if your wi-fi at your house been fucked up but mine absolutely has your your wi-fi okay over there
0: my wi-fi is is uh it's shoddy it's not okay
1: has it always been
0: no recently
1: okay yeah that's that's what i'm
0: saying because my husband plays games so we have like the (laughs) best wi-fi well like
1: monopoly or what
0: i i mean it's it's (laughs) lightning fast and yet right. and we have wi-fi extenders in our house whether i want them or not that's the again my husband needs them for his 17 consoles for
1: his games but, yeah.
0: right and it, there's no reason that i should be getting like 10 minutes into a recording and the motherfucker just shut off right. or you know or my laptop shut down my power went out one night in the middle of recording an episode and it's just been weird stuff like that and Anyways, that's that's just another tangent, but sometimes I feel like it's just to prove that sometimes things stack up as more than just a coincidence, and when I heard you talking about the mirrors, and then I started researching this other stuff, it tied everything kind of in for me, so I was really happy that you agreed to just kind of shoot the shit with me on the uh, mirrors, but uh, obviously everybody already knows where they can find you but if they don't can you tell them where they can find you
1: i'm sure you got listeners that i don't have for sure you know so uh, i appreciate the opportunity to pop on the show here and just talk about this stuff because yeah i definitely learned a couple things here too so um yeah dangerous world podcast patreon.com if you want to uh you know get full versions of all the episodes and i just redid my store it's not live yet Um, But, you know, if you like the T-shirts and all the uh, merch, I got a couple cool new designs. I got like a uh, Uncle Sam and a guy with a pyramid for a head and a reptilian and a gray alien playing a game of risk on uh, a table. (laughs) They got like beers and pizza boxes all over. It's pretty fun. Um, So that's a a fun design that should be ready by hopefully the beginning of the year. And Mm -hmm. yeah, just having having fun uh, doing the podcast and trying to reach new people and learn shit. I think that's the most important thing. So I appreciate this because, yeah, I mean, you always do a good job with your research. And I think that I always say and it sounds bad. It sounds bad to say that you're my favorite female podcaster in the game. Right. Because I do I do in in every level of everything. I always separate like men from women, not because men are better than women, even though, you know, we, we can debate that. <laughs> but uh, you know, it's uh, it's just like kind of a, a, an easy way to do it because I've got like a lot more guy friends. But you definitely do such a great job with your show, and I, I hope that you never stop and you keep you know evolving your show and getting into new topics because you're good with with what you do. That Black Dahlia uh, episode was good, and like the Marilyn Monroe stuff was sick. So. It wasn't a Black Dahlia, right? It was just a Marilyn Monroe, right?
0: I, I did both. I did uh, cover Black Dahlia in the Occult Laurel Canyon Part 2.
1: Okay. M- the one I was talking about was the Marilyn Monroe one.
0: M- no. Marilyn Monroe, yes, I did cover that as well. And then Big I fan. just recently put out the Occult Laurel Canyon Part 3. And okay. uh, your listeners, again, m- managed to find their way over to listen to Part 3. I was very... They should. Uh, yeah i was i was very uh, thankful for that too and i don't care if you say i'm the your favorite female because i am a female that's genetics and biological the i am oh you
1: don't deny that you're a female that's good right that's <laughs> probably why we're friends so,
0: yeah. right <laughs> but thank you so much Brian. i really appreciate it and to all my listeners thank you so much and i'll catch you on the next one